listening to the Rob and Reeve Show. And we say that because we really don't have a name, but we're going to have one soon. We will. Soon is a good name. What do you think of that? I, I, you know the one I like. Soon come. But anyways, welcome. Uh, this podcast, real briefly, we're going to set you up on it. Um, three, first two, but over time, three perspectives on the music industry. First and foremost, Mr. Seth Weiner, who will represent the industry side. Seth has been, a, he's a veteran since he uh, formed Shimon Presents back in 1998 in Florida and started booking concerts. Over the years, he has become increasingly important in the scene as, for example, activities director for Jam Cruise from the very start. He's also activities director on many of the uh, destination shows in Mexico. Uh, River Dirty Jam Cruise. Yeah, the, he is also the voice of Jam Cruise. You may you cruise repeat offenders with your bathrobes and such. You probably know this voice. Give us another. Arrivederci, Jam Cruise. Today's activities will be starting the day off with yoga and ending with yogurt because the bar is full of drinks made with fruit called the BBCs. Of course, Jam Cruisers know that voice and maybe some others. You never know. Videos get around. Anyways, he represents the industry side. Currently, um... Seth, tell us what you've been doing lately. Well, we've got the work exchange team, the volunteer management program at music festivals. Uh, I mean, right now, actually, our team is at uh, the Okeechobee Festival in Okeechobee, Florida. First year festival. We'll get into that in a little bit. Kendrick Lamar. Uh, the work exchange team is also, uh, you know, getting your feet wet in the music business. And lots of, lots of um, folks that have come through our internship program and through the volunteer program wet are now... Music festival industry professionals. Absolutely, absolutely. I had the opportunity to work with you once in Indio, and it's a really amazing operation. They have a central area, and they they uh, dispatch people as needed across a festival, fast paced, and it's a it really is a great way to get your your feet wet. And much like Wet was the brainchild of Seth, and Shimon Presents was the brainchild of Seth, so was this show. Seth will be the feature because I, you know, like anybody else, we want to hear what the industry guy wants has to say. Because uh, but people want to hear about the fan perspective true, too. A, but we all know fans. I mean, but anyways, I'm more than a fan. Even though I've kind of skittered on the fringes of the uh, music scene over the years as a writer here, a publicist there, uh, hanging posters there, a freakazoid grassroots guy. Really, still believe in grassroots, you internet people. Um, but for many, many years. But really, I'm more on the fan like side. Like Colorado grassroots or like, you know, Georgia almost legal grassroots? Uh, whichever. Anything that gets people to see live music, Seth. That's the point. Squinty. Bloodshot. <laughs> but see it. And we'd also like to... Our, our uh, producers, Brian Terwilliger. Howdy. He is also a veteran. Uh, more on the production side. So we have me mostly on the fan side. Uh, Brian, mostly on the production side, and of course, you all know Seth on the uh, industry the side. side. Yes. So, Seth, dive in, my friend. Well, I think we start, you know, let's talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about. So, in the <clears throat> future podcast, we're going to be talking about music festivals. We're going to be talking about live music in general. We're going to be, being that we're in Atlanta, we're going to dive into the Atlanta music scene, and we're going to go beyond. You never know. It might be politics. It might be urban. Tronics. It, I mean, we'll just go wherever the topic goes. Oh, and we will have guests this this week. Is you know this first episode is going to be just the you know Rob and Seth having. We're setting the table. Setting the table, which I did for years, especially. I can. You want to know about a Passover Seder table? I'm your man, and I am available to set up tables for Passover this year. Um, anyway, that's a whole other subject. But uh, uh, to, in the future, though, we will have guests um, and all sorts of guests. We're well, we'll talk about that a little bit. Maybe we'll. 
How about we talk a little later about the guests we're talking about having? We might as well decide it on the air, Seth. I think that's a good idea. And speaking of which, we were going to be looking for your feedback and what you guys want to hear. But we'll, we'll talk about that. We've got um, a topic we'll bring up every week, a different topic, not the same topic. Otherwise, our show would be The Topic. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we'll... we'll, we'll you want me to give the format of the whole show? Or? No, let's dive right in. Well, then, here we go. Can we go? If we're going to dive in, let's go ahead and give count the, uh, the one, two, yeah, three. Yeah, a little more count. I love that. <laughs> so the void is between us. Um, so the City Winery, though, has, is tapping into a mature audience. It's a, I want to go, go out to dinner, see a concert. If my wife and I are going to take the time to leave our house and pay a babysitter and all this stuff, we want to go out to dinner, we want to see a show, we want to drink good drinks, and when we come home, it's got to be by 12 o'clock because I really don't want to pay the babysitter time and a half. But one of the big question marks is, will it be more of a listening room like Eddie's, or will it be more of uh, people going to say that they were at a show last night over the water cooler the next day like Chastain, and those people tend to talk over music? Well, I think, honestly, based off of the history of the city winery, I th- I think it's going to be a music room. I think people people that are going to go there, you're going to have some shows that are chatty, but I think overall it's going to be a music room. I mean, yeah, the the venue starts off with uh, Mavis Staples. They've got... Um, Which, by the way, she's going to be touring with Bob Dylan this summer, apparently. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. which I guess in Atlanta we'll get a different opener because we got her, but they just announced a Chicago date, and I, I imagine there's more to come. Uh, let's see what else. You got Jay Farrar playing songs of Sunvolt's Trace. Uh, you've got uh, Victor Wooden coming through. With Steve. Dennis Chambers. Dennis Chambers I, will be one yeah. of the, You're right. That's, a, that's, that's absolutely right. That's kind of a big deal. That, I, normally, to be honest with you, Victor, I'm kind of on the fence about, but if he's got Dennis Chambers with him, I'm very likely to go to that show. David Barnes, the Black uh, Lilies. And, um, well, you know what? It's interesting. The Black Lilies are playing on 526. And I think that's the date that Atlanta's set to have lilies blossoming, uh, blo- starting to sprout or blossom, what would it be? Anyway. So we will be the center of the lily universe on that day. So you lily fans, you might want to book your hotels now and get your flights and get the hell down here. Mm-hmm. This lily- is going to be the place to be, right here, Atlanta, Georgia. It's down you know, near Birmingham. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Lily Faith. Uh, so um, 10,000 Maniacs. 10,000 Maniacs doing uh, uh, two shows. They obviously don't have Natalie Merchant with them, but apparently they're still pretty rocking, and, the, and the, her replacement is actually very good, I've been told. I've yeah. not yet seen them myself. But. No, but I, I heard the replacement's not so good on the merch sales because she's not quite a merchant. You know, let's just look. I mean, this is a place that Leon Russell, I, I think that if um, David Grisman came through town, he'd probably oh, do stuff there. I love there. Leon Russell. You know, we were blessed that he played with Tedeschi Trucks at uh, at. Locking Leon Russell because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I tell you when you when you normally see him it's not all that good I don't think I don't know. Well, but he so, was wonderful with Tedeschi trucks at Locking oh my gosh it was so good so with that said I mean you know Atlanta's got some changes happening you've got uh, one thing that's unique about Atlanta still is that it's not a um, a city that's run by promoter main large scale promoters. A lot of it is still independent. The venues are independent and there's tons of venues and there's all sorts of stuff opening up. We just mentioned two of several and you know, it's uh, it's, it's one place has a, has, has a, has a, the bucket theater is great, but it sounds awful, but it's great because your kids can go there. Has a corporate vibe. And it, yeah. And if you want that, you know, versus, you know, the tabernacle has this 
this energy that when a rock band comes to the when a band comes to the tabernacle, they tap into something that's unique to that room, and it's a it's the it's a it's a red rocks, you know, it's to tabernacle. Well, let's not get carried away. Oh, come but on! But it can, it can be great in there. Absolutely, I, I'll give you two have shows. You been, have you been to Red Rocks? Who'd you see at Red Rocks? Uh, actually, it's been a while, but I did see uh, I saw David Grisman actually at Red Rocks. Uh, Tall wow, ride on the rocks in two thousand. <laughs> it's been a while. <clears throat> but uh, that. I love the tabernacle, but I mean, no offense, it's not a Red Rocks, really. But, it, it but I know what you're saying. Yeah, I have like, a love hate relationship. It's like an energy box, and the balcony's really close. It seems that was, that's what the, the bands get off. They the, feel the energy coming off those balconies. Oh, that Rock and Tour show was amazing. It was. It was incredible. And the uh, I saw one of the best Ween shows, and one of the best shows I ever saw in my life was Ween there. I mean, Ween's awesome, but there was something about the energy. It was. Uh, it was at that time it was a couple good friends of ours. We were right at the the top balcony, not the top top, the middle balcony, but the front row, like right there. And I was like, my buddy had a bottle, of, uh, a little flask of whiskey, and we were sipping on that. And the show started, and we kind of look at each other, like, yeah, it'll be fun, whatever, Ween. My God, the energy. I mean, my hair was raised. I was just, I mean, I was floored. It was just, it was so much energy. So it was explosive. It was everything. I mean, still to this day, Christy and I, when we talk about that show, it's just like, ah, you know, rock and tour. Chrissy is Seth's friend who's a very, 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 very devoted Ween fan. Uh, you know, Them Crooked Vultures, we had that one. That was great. Jeff Tweedy solo. We went oh my with God, Aaron Bernard. We, and, and the place was silent during the quiet stuff. Beautiful. It was so proud of my tabernacle. Everybody listened. See? They listened to the band music. It was beautiful. You can <gasps> hear a pin drop. Tom Waits. I was in Dang, pretty Tom much Waits. the same. But do you remember the Tom Waits story? I bought I the ticket from the guy and then um, ended up next to... You ended up in the seat next to yeah, me. Yeah, Brad, and I myself, bought, Aaron, you, we all ended up right in the but same But I had area. bought my ticket on the, uh, on the street, and, the, and, and to my right, you guys were all to my left, and to my right was Patterson Hood. That's remember right, that? I remember. And you, remember. somebody kicked over her drink. Actually, the guy yeah, was, who sold me the ticket kicked <laughs> over her drink. So I went, I was like, that guy, I'm going to freaking friggin'. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have his back here. I didn't, you know, I didn't think I was going to see this friggin' show, you know? So I gladly went and bought her another drink. And they were both very gracious about it. Very, very nice people. But yeah, that was an amazing night. Okay, I like the tab. It's just the really bloated on the drink prices. Oh, Particularly, come on, you go to get a, you get a Coca Cola. It's like seven bucks. I mean, for a little cup. I mean, come on. And there you go, Rob. You just, you just, you just described exactly why that's that. By the way, Tabernacle is a live nation-owned venue, which is a major promoter versus these independent. Other places that we're talking about. Now, I'm not saying all the places, you're not going to get a $3 beard in these places, but you're going to have a wide selection of venues. You're going to have all these different bars, their cocktails. Uh, City Winery is going to have great wines. I'm sure it's going to be expensive. You're still going to go and spend a lot of money, but you're not going to get a you know one shot for 20 bucks, is what you're saying. Right. Variety <clears throat> Playhouse and Terminal West have very reasonable drink prices for music venues. <coughs> Excuse me. Would you not agree? Oh, I. Well, a nice selection. It's a nice selection. Uh, reasonably priced. It's a nice selection. It's a nice selection. We've got creature coverage, Terrapin beer. Terrapin, sorry, by the way, uh, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, or well, actually, uh, rather, our potential sponsor, Terrapin beer. Oh my gosh, I was in that <laughs> Five Points liquor store today in Athens. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And the new side project is this like pink peppercorn thing. I should pull that side out. Side project, as in uh, what they call their uh, side yeah, project. Yeah, Terrapin beer. makes these, they're great beers and sells them, and they're, you know, plenty of them. But the Spike, their brewer, their head brewer, Who's actually internationally sought after these days? Spike um, Bruzy side projects and their limited release, and everybody 
kind of scrambles for them when they get released. And the current one is pink peppercorn something. Crazy. Well, those folks in Florida are happy to do something with those peppercorns. Uh, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna move on a little bit here. Um, pink, no, wait. Pink, okay. Pink peppercorn beer. That's crazy. Okay, move on. So lots happening in Atlanta, like you said. Um, and there's these venues are all have different things happening, and there's a lot of happening. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all happening, man. It's all happening. So there's a lot of changes going on in Atlanta. We're going to keep you guys abreast of that. Uh, we're also going to bring in some folks to talk about the uh, all these changes. Hey, you know, Rob, I want to jump around for a second here, and I actually want to talk about some of the people that we've got planned. So we're going to have some interviews coming up here in the next uh, few prod- podcasts here. Um, some on the phone, some in person. Mm, that's right. We've got uh, Colonel Bruce Hampton's going to come by. I mean, always. Or the guy's say, amazing. Is he going to come out? I don't know. He's got a new movie. Long you guys, overdue. Do you guys know about this movie? No, Here but com- can, I, can I say Here one? Comes Rusty. Have you heard this? Here Comes Rusty. It's a uh, – hang on. Let me tell you. Just as you're finding that, let me say one thing. I'm a lifelong Red Sox fan, and this Colonel Bruce knows baseball so well that the last time I had a conversation with him, he came up with two <coughs> Red Sox names. I, the, I think one was Dick Drago and something else. Uh-huh. The dude knows baseball. It's insane. He knows baseball. He knows birth dates. He knows, he knows things that you don't know. He sees this stuff outside of you. He probably has the title of this show, and he's just waiting to tell us what it's going to well, be. Well, that's actually true. He called me yesterday, last night, and he did say, well, I've got 22 titles, but one of them's not good. And uh, so he's got this movie. Uh, Here comes Rusty. This is this is serious, guys. This is really serious. Tyler Russell's the director, and um, Fred Willard. I remember Fred Willard. Oh my gosh, best of show. And he goes back. What was his show? Fernwood Tonight was that him? It was like kind of a mock <clears throat> TV show. It was him and um, Hilarious, like the, the be- bold and the beautiful. It was like ahead of its day. It was a mock. T- it was kind of like the Lan- Larry Sanders show, but done like in the seventies. Uh, Howard, not Howard, has Martin Mull. Martin Mull and Fred Willard, I think. Fernwood tonight, please pull it up, baby, and feel free to take your time. So, this just in, Seth. What's that? Testament and Slayer are at the Capitol Theater. Oh no, this is last night. We're at the Capitol Theater. No, this is tonight. Testament and Slayer. Testament just got off almost a full-scale riot on the floor. Mm. Security took a little bit of, of a beating. Sold-out floor for Slayer is going to be insane down there. I am tucked in nice in the lodge. This is my good friend Berserk reporting from ratdog.org on the Testament and Slayer show at the Capitol Theater tonight. And I hope everything, you know, thoughts and prayers to the Capitol Theater. I hope it's okay because uh, it's hallowed ground. Hallowed ground, dude. Even though it's been remodeled, it's still hallowed ground. The guy who runs it made fairly well happen. You know that, right? That's Mm -hmm. the same. Yeah, Yeah, Pete Shapiro. (laughs) We're going to get to him in a minute. We'll get to him in the the people we want to interview as quickly as possible segment. So to keep this with uh, Colonel Bruce. Yes. So uh, like I mentioned, Fred Willard going to do the world premiere of this film, this comedy. Uh, Here comes Rusty. It's going to be a red carpet celebration and concert. Um, and concert? Did you yep. say and concert? Yes, exactly. Now, let me tell you, the band uh, that's that Colonel Bruce is in with the... Um, Colonel Bruce's current incarnation, you're trying to say? Sorry, I thought this said that... Okay. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> so, the band that... Uh, that Bruce, okay, Bruce is one of the main stars in this movie. He's a uh, owner of a dog track. So, I mean... 
<laughs> should be interesting. Yes. Uh, the band is uh, that he that he plays in at the or you know that's on and the film is called uh, Dickie and the Dinosaurs <laughs> and it's um, all right. Hang on, guys. I want you to see. I want to get the name of the band here. This is oh, good. here we go. Uh, Dickie and the Dinosaurs and it features uh, Brandon uh, Niederar. How do you say that? Throw it over here. I'll take and, a look. I'm good at pronunciation. Uh, you got it right here. N i e d e r. Brandon. Niederar. I would say. Niederauer. It's almost okay. like Niederreiter, the uh, Minnesota Wild so, uh, player. So Dickie and the Dinosaurs featuring Brandon Niedermeyer. Brandon Niedermeyer. Here, you say it. Show it over here. Man. I already forgot. There you go. Read the band. So it's featuring... Uh, go ahead, Rob. The name Seth is trying to say is Brandon Niedermeyer. 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 Is it wrong if we just leave him out? I need her. So the band uh, Dickie and the Dinosaurs, featuring uh, Brandon Niederauer, Nikki Gillespie on drums, AJ G- AJ Gent. Yeah, you know that, AJ Gent. Who's he? Who's he? He plays around. He like headlines his own man. He's been playing with the Colonel before. He's he's great. He's wonderful. I believe he's guitar. Well, All right, let's just try it again. Uh, so and if I'm wrong, we'll get to hate mail, and that'll be great for the future shows. So bring it, it on. So uh, Dickie and the Dinosaurs has got A.G. Gant, it's got Dizzy, Go- uh, Dizzy, <laughs> it's got Nikki. Dizzy Gillespie, what? You know, N- Nikki Gillespie, not Gillespie. So try it one more time. Dickie and the Dinosaurs uh, featuring uh, Nikki Gillespie, A.J. Gant, uh, special guest. Oh, by the way, George Porter Jr.'s in the band. Excellent. And uh, what's the kid? The kid, the little guy? The, everybody knows what you mean. It's that little kid who sits in with everyone who's amazing. He is. He's also, hang on a second. I want to get this right. He's about to take over. Taz something? Taz. Not Taz Halloween, the great singer from uh, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, but Taz. Yes, that's right. Taz. Taz, the little guy. uh, He's also doing a rockin', what's that? What's the movie with Jack White? Uh, Rock Camp? Camp? School School of Rock. He's also doing School of Rock uh, in Broadway. He's the guitar player in it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, I mean, the, I think that show's either happening right now or just starting. So he's going to be – so he's doing that. Then he's going to tour on the side with Bruce, Nikki, um, and uh, Grant Green. He's going to be touring with Bruce, Nikki, um, and um, George Porter Jr. Here's the beautiful thing that's happening with that. How old is he? Like, what, 10? So this 12? means – let's assume he plays till he's like 70, 80 years old. This is the kernel influence extending almost to the end of this century. That, that's amazing. Oh Think about God, yeah. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to have the kernel. He's going to come by, and we're going to talk about this, and we're going to talk about Zambiism and more. And Ty Cobb. Mm-hmm. Ty Cobb? Yes. Okay, we can talk about Ty Cobb. We can also talk about Ty Cobb. As a Google. matter of fact, to be so bold, I think we should go to the Ty Cobb Museum and conduct the interview. How about that? The man would like it himself. Bring it up with him and see what he says, my man. All right. Um, we could do that. Uh, other guests are going to be... That was sincere. We also have a guest, uh, Brad Sny. Sina. Let's try that. You say How many years have you known him? <laughs> 22. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, that's not... Good. No, you, you leave that in. That no, shit you no. leave in. No, no. Brad Sikorisic, Wicked Wordney Weaver. Hey, hey, hey. Dial it in, dial it in. Brad Sina from the Variety Playhouse. Very uh, 
interesting fella. Started, uh, worked in record stores back in the days. Got hooked up with Steve Harris as he was starting the variety. Has pretty much been running the room for ages. And they've actually recently gone through a transition where um, the folks at the George Theater have taken over. They're about to have renovations. And something that would be a, normally a very touchy, dicey situation that's gone you know, strikingly smoothly, and things are are going pretty well down there, and it's going to be exciting. They're they're closing in May and renovating and reopening, hopefully by Labor Day. And as you said, keeping the same staff. Uh, yeah, uh, nobody, not one person was fired. I mean, that's that's cool. That is, uh, and onward from there, uh, we'll we'll talk to managers, we'll talk to lawyers, we'll talk to booking agents, we'll our- talk to lawyers with guns and money. We'll talk to our buddy Chad Denny in Athens, Georgia. Hey, what, buddy. One of the first people I met when I, when I moved here in 1999. Yeah? Yes, he took me under his wing. He brought me backstage at the Harvest Fest. And it really? He's one of the first? Hold on yeah, he was, he was so nice to me, dude, when I first moved down here. That's really interesting. So before I moved, Love I was in Tallahassee, and I was booking shows, and I was working you know, with Chad on different shows. And uh, one night, Chad's like, hey, buddy, why don't you want to go to Atlanta? I'm moving to Atlanta. Good place, man. He said right. Obama to Obama? That's no, like very prescient. So what like, year was that? This is like nine. No, Obama to Obama. 2003. Oh my God. At any rate, my point is, is he goes. Was he even a senator yet? Dial it in. So I didn't know we had this in common because Chad, <laughs> called, I remember talking to him on the night that I decided to move to Atlanta. I was like, or at least open my mind to it because I was moving from Tallahassee to Tallahassee. All my college friends, I still was living there and the kids that were, you know, three years younger than me, you know, are now graduating. So it was time and I was going to move from this house in cul-de-sac, et cetera. Big up, 13, no, I live in 13, 14, 1914, Karen Lane. At any rate. Uh, Way to give your address out over there. Yeah, That's no, beautiful. <laughs> try it again. Big up to Karen Lane, Tallahassee, what up? At any rate, so, um, so, Chad, I'm, I have this epiphany of like, why am I going to move from Tallahassee to Tallahassee? That makes sense. If I'm going to move, let as well move. And I decided, yeah, you know, I was thinking like, I'll move to Atlanta. I get on, uh, talking to Chad that night. He's like, hey, buddy, I'm coming up to Atlanta. You come stay with me. Wanna, you come up here, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, he's working with Deggy Entertainment. They were getting an office. They were going to get, they were looking at Tree Sound, looking at this place, looking at that. Ancient and, Harmony was his big band back then, right? That was his big band at the time, P Groove. No, that's pre-P Groove. What's it? I mean, well, Ancient Harmony was, but when he moved up here, he was with P Groove at the time. What year are we talking? Uh, 2004. Okay, all right. And, um, yeah, so at any rate, I, one of the first people that, that I, I mean, when I came to Atlanta, that was, that what Chad was, you know, Chad, Chad was a big influence in me moving here, boosting my confidence on, on the fact. Then he was right. He's like, you'll come up here, you'll be at a bar. I didn't talk to that. He was like, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, hey, buddy. Anyway. It's interesting how his voice evolved over <laughs> the years. It does evolve, yeah. So he, you know, but he would, he would say stuff like, you know, in Atlanta, go to a show. Next thing you know, you talk to someone there in the industry. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> Maybe. So I go to a show. Who do you think I bump into? Rob Turner. Come up here for, uh, for the, was it the uh, biscuits. Yeah, it was the biscuits. It was the biscuits. Was it the chemical Jake's. warfare. Oh no, 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 the, the chameleon club biscuits. But that was before I moved. That was before. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But I, I think I came up. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe it was when I was working with Moonshine Still. You might have nailed it with Jigs. Was it that Motorico thing where the biscuits played and then Motorico played and then they played together? That maybe. one. Maybe it was something. But I remember yes. coming up here and I saw you were one of the first people I saw and I told you yeah, I'm thinking of moving here and you're like, oh, how good. <laughs> Do you remember when we first met? It was, I think it was the Biscuits Chameleon show you're talking about. It may have been, or was it Which Great was a Woods. ridiculous show on the peak of Biscuit Mayhem. Great Woods. Yeah, you In were... my home state, I'm a Massachusetts, I'm a masshole, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm proud Woods. of it. Do you remember you were passing off, I'm pretty sure, I think I met you first in Atlanta. No, no, I don't, okay, it was Fish 2000. 
uh, summer 2000, Great Woods. I was flying for headjams.com, and you were flying for, I want to say... An uh, Andrew Stahl thing, maybe? Yeah, well, exactly, exactly. It was Burkfest. And you and I, you know, like, as uh, two men flying a festival, I mean, a concert or whatnot. That we, or I was a kid, you were a man. You didn't have your belly yet. I already had mine. This is true. This is true. But that... <laughs> So we've got a plethora of art, uh, artists, uh, managers, etc. We're going to be. I was thinking uh, some different people we can talk to that are coming through town. Uh, I was thinking maybe we, you know, hit up to Tedeschi and Trucks, or at least uh, Derek uh, when he comes through in um, in, in uh, July. I was thinking the new Master Sounds coming up in April. Um, I was thinking it'd also be interesting and maybe talk to Tim Sweetwood, the promoter of Shaky Knees, Shaky Boots, and sh- well, not Shaky Boots last year, but Shaky Beats this year, who now has sold this festival to C3 and working with him. So, wait a minute, C3. explain who C3 is. C3 is a you know, Lollapalooza, Austin City Limits. This is Lollapalooza, Austin City Limits. This is a promotion company that's behind that, the producers, and they actually got bought by Live Nation. So a lot of interesting things there to talk about. Um, We've got up-and-coming bands, uh, Moon Taxi. I think they'd be an interesting uh, people to talk with. Um, You can see they're going places. One thing Colonel Bruce said about Fish way back when ARU opened for Fish up north, Colonel Bruce said that he would look into the crowd and see People singing along with all the words. Not just grooving on the jams, but singing along with all the words. And that yeah. is what I've been seeing. There was one time, Moon Taxi, I saw them at the Masquerade. It was a weeknight, I believe. It was, they were the first of three bands, and they were starting at, at like 7.30 or something ridiculous for a club, a late-night club like Masquerade. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, the kids were there, a bunch of them right up front, and singing along with every word. Every word. so good. Well, then, and that's I, a sign. I, did, I, I completely agree with you, and... Uh, I, we saw a Thanksgiving show at the Buckhead Theater two years ago, and as that was happening, we looked to our back left, and there was like a 15-year-old kid uh, and a 15-year-old girl, and they basically ended up having sex in the corner, and the cop walks right by, and we're like, hey, uh, officer. Were you distracting them? Oh, you were you're turning like, them in? Yeah, come I on. I thought you were going to distract the officer no, so they could they, keep going. What the is girl, wrong with The you? girl was so drunk, she didn't even know her panties were off. Like, it was awful. It was so awful. We, oh, you know, I, okay. You I mean, can, it, start, you it, started off, the... it started off as just two children sitting, two young young adults sitting in the corner. Young, you know, early, early adults. Ah, fuck it. They were kids. In the corner. And, you know, they were kissing. It's like, oh, look, how cute. Corner kissing. I remember doing that. Oh, look, he's popping a field. Get that baseball. Yeah, hit that bat. But, whoa, whoa, slow down, buddy. Slow down. What's he doing? Oh. Next thing you know, soft Next porn. Thing, soft, soft porn. porn. Soft got, porn alarm. And so, we're, you know, I mean, you're not staring at this the whole time. You know, this is a matter of, like, having a couple sips. And then it's like, wait a second. That girl's really drunk. Wait a second. She's trying to blow him, but that's not working. Oh, wait a second. Nope, he just took her pants off. Nope, she's naked right now. Let's yeah. reset. This is the Buckhead Theater. Yes, this is the Buckhead Theater. This is like theater. the little fancy schmancy music venue in Buckhead, and it's corporate, and go on. Yeah, no, so... Kind of I mean, out of place. So, you Not know, that it's appropriate anywhere, but it's particularly but out of place. I want to give you the timing of this whole thing, though. So it's like, you look over, and it's like, oh, look, how cute they're kissing. And then, you you know, it's like, I look at Amy, I'm like, Amy, look, how cute. And she's like, <laughs> uh, Seth, he's about to get a blowjob. I'm like, what? And, you, and then it's like, oh, wait, this... Wait, no, no, no blowjob. He's actually, uh, looks like he just took her pants off and he's, tr- yep, nope, that's his penis trying to go inside her vagina. We should probably stop this. Oh, look, an officer just walked by. And then Megan runs after the officer and it's just like, dude. And then the officer pulls the girl. Pop! <laughs> the 
off. And, wow. and the kids are like, what? The girl's like, you know, it's just so weird. And like the music and everyone's singing along to, you know, Mama Morocco. Uh, you know, and they're all singing. And then it's like, oh, it's so weird. And it's like, you, know, you should have just periscoped it and not told the officer. This is, Come this on. is two years and ago. Where is your modern sensibility? There was only twatter at the time. <laughs> and he's, anyway, so moving on. So, so. Artists, uh, uh, we're you know thinking like that. By the way, okay. Pittsburgh '85 back corner Jerry side. Um, oh, go on. Another one I was thinking, Rob, is on 419 at Eddie's Attic. Charlie Hunter's coming back to town. I thought that would be a really interesting one. Really good room to see him, and people really listen. He's a wonderful six-string jazz wizard. <clears throat> can do that. Can play multiple lines on his guitar. I like, can play a bass line and a lead at the same time. The guy is ab- absolutely acrobatic, and you know it's not too. Uh, Clinical either. It's very you can get lost in his music. He's a wonderful player. Absolutely. I think he's the one who gave us Jay Lane back in the San Francisco mm. jazz scene. Jay Lane used to play with him in the Charlie Hunter trio way back. Jay Lane ended up with Primus and with Rat Dog and other other bands. Alphabet Soup, wonderful drummer. You got you know Alphabet Soup. They say you got to ABC them live. <laughs> hey, so uh, another folk. You know it's better than usual. I'll give you that. Better than usual. The band or me? No, the little mm. pun. All right. <laughs> Uh, other onward, other, onward, uh, as Larry King would say, onward. Uh, Rob, other folks, uh, as uh, as uh, Shaking Knees comes through town, my morning jacket, I would or love it. and if not my morning jacket, perhaps some of the people that work behind the scenes with my morning jacket. Well, if we do get Jim James, I'm going to ask him about the slip because the slip have a record in the can. And bing, 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 bing. This was this was actually I had a bet going on with Jefferson Waffle that Rob would mention the slip within 30 minutes of our first episode. Well, I mentioned that you would mention work exchange team within seven seconds, and I won too. Well, there you have it. Uh, speaking of winning, winning. <laughs> winning. That's right. Charlie Sheen was back in the news today. You what? noticed that? No, I didn't. Um, what, 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 what about him? Oh, just, he's he... a wacko man. There was like uh, they were reading text to him that he had sent. And uh, and one was really really obnoxious, and he was like, "I would never write anything. I would never write anything like that." And the guy was saying, "No, no, this the person said you said that." And he's like, "Oh, all right. Well, maybe I would have said it." <laughs> he's a weird guy. That well, so he, you know, some people called it him was a, something he had sent to his kid, something ridiculous. Some people say that he's a real hipster, and then he said, "I'm not a hipster. I'm a hiver, a hipster." Sorry, hipster. You can almost hear people clicking on other podcasts if you listen carefully. Uh, Joel Cummins. Of course. Love you know? Joel. And Joel, Joel will be interesting because I think if we can get Joel on here, um, not only can you talk about Humphreys, uh, but Joel was actually on Jam Cruise, the host of Jamperdy. If you don't remember Jamperdy, here's a sample. This is Jamperdy with your host, Joel Cummins. Oh, the repeat offenders are just tightening their bathrobes right now. <laughs> They're so excited. <laughs> Jam Cruise guys, here he is. We're here. We're finally here. You're listening to WSCTA. WNBC. WNBC. <laughs> huh? What? What? Which brings us to our next segment, Rob. Expressions on tired expressions. This week's expression. Dude, it's epic. 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 What the fuck happened with this word? Epic. Dude, it's so epic. Dude. I first heard this song. Um, the, the, this, there was a song on a Pat Metheny album back when I was a kid. I got into Pat Metheny real young because I'm weird. And... Uh, 
he had a song called The Epic, and it was like, the, at that point, the longest song he had ever recorded. It was like 12 minutes toward the end of the album, and it was a beautiful piece. But now Epic is, I mean, people describe their craps Wait as Epic second. these Are days. you saying that the word Epic, as a 12-year-old will say, gotta go, man, it's Epic. Or like a 22-year-old, man, that was really Epic. Or like a 40-year-old, I don't know, man, it was kind of, it was an Epic show. I, I think it was Epic. I mean, my wife thought it was Epic. Or like the old man, it was Epic. I mean, which Epic, they all come from that song? No, I'm saying that back then it was used appropriately. Oh, totally misunderstood. There's you. a certain element of length to Epic. It's not just something that's amazing, it's something of inordinate length. What's like, your definition? Th- I would. I just said it. I'll say it again. <laughs> say it again. I, I am much of a champion of the proper use of the word epic. Louis C.K. even brought this up on when he was on the Howard Stern. It, the word is greatly misused now. Although some of the more astute young folks tell me that um, it has been kind of updated as a, as a definition. Okay. So what did Martin say? Martin. No, no, this is <laughs> actually. I'd love to know what Martin says because he's he's around all these people. He probably just it's just like a it's like a preposition at this point to people who are in their twenties, right? Like I walked to the post office at the end of my block the other day and didn't right. even talk to a person. I heard the word used four times in nineteen. Sorry, in nineteen eighty-two, the word epic meant, on a scale it meant something. It on a, meant something on a scale from one to ten. The show, if someone said it was epic, was a 10. Yes. In the year 2000. In the year 2000. The word epic, when it was used, was rated 8.5. 8.5, epic down. Today, 1.5. in the day of EDM, where the... Body, 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 blow, blow, body, blow, body, blow. Close the refrigerator. Close the refrigerator. The word epic today, Cass, a 4.37. Rapidly approaching meaninglessness. 4.37. The word epic on a scale from 1 to 10 is a 4.37. That is the ratio. That is the description. That is the number that the show equals. So if someone says a show is epic, they're only giving it a 4.37. Rapidly approaching meaninglessness. So anyways, you don't want to overuse words and use them improperly because uh, they basically become... Meaningless, right? And that's going to be the point of this segment. Oh, speak, hang on. And phrases, too. Don't, don't, phrases think they're getting away clean. It's not just going to be words. It's going to be phrases, too. Hang on a second. Uh, go ahead. What's your name? Oh, we got a caller, by the way. Sorry. Oh, we do? Uh-huh. I just called. I, I wanted to let you know I think the show's going, go, going so well, and I want to tell you, you guys have an epic show. It's just epic to epic proportions. I'm so excited. My father owns a sterilizer company, and he's going to sponsor at least 1% of your show. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate the, the comment. Where are you calling from? Uh, we lost that caller. Oh, shit. I wanted that 1%. Caller, please call us back. We're off to a good start. Our first, our first sponsor, Potential, and Seth hung up on him. I, I didn't hang up. I got hung up. Lily, that's our dog. Leo, come on over here. Sorry. Dogs don't do that. You have to say, Leo, come. We should say, since festivals are part of the ethos of this show, um, Leo is one of Seth's dogs. Seth's other dog is named Rusa. Ah. Because someone, well, there's some, it's a little controversial, but we think someone left 
Walker Roos at Walker Roos Festival, and Seth was working in it with the work exchange team, and and the dog. Was the dog found. is so smart, though. I think the dog Sar Festival was just wandered over and there was like, I'm going to get an owner out of this. You know what I mean? Maybe. It's like it's like hookers going to a Republican yeah. convention kind of thing. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we put this? We'll t- put a photo of uh, the rooster that we found online, and you could see. The little puppy and how she was dreaded and, and where she, you know, the leash. We still have a copy dreaded of Dreaded like she had dreadlocks or people were dreading her? Which, be a little more specific. Um, oh. I mean, people, I don't know, that's a good question. It could have been both. She had dreads and people were dreading her, her, mm-hmm. her situation. It's a lot dog. Dude. Lot dog. So we named her after Walker Russo, Rusa. Reviewing the Reviewers. I wrote a review. A review of you. So now someone else is on the pill. Is gonna review my review. The review of the review. This uh, first review will be May 2nd, 2014, Georgia Theater String Cheese Incident. Uh, they are a String Cheese Incident or a band from Colorado. Hang on a second. I'm gonna have a sip of my Starbucks coffee here. Excellent. A reviewing the review on 2014, May 4th, 2014, the review from jambandsonline.com. Which is a wonderful site, supporter of live music, but just, you know, in the effort of, of, of better product moving forward, we're going to give our veteran cranky opinions, and quite frankly, folks, we want feedback from you guys reviewing us, and you can be as negative as you want as well. Particularly if you're clever and fun about it. Which is a whole other segment here, we'll actually... Uh... We'll get into that. As you guys get into us. <laughs> if you were one of the lucky ones that scored tickets to see SCI at the tiny Georgia theater for their two-night run last month, you'd likely agree that those were simply the most fiery, intimate, intense incidents ever seen. Wait a second. Not epic? This is amazing, though. Can you imagine? You get assigned to review a band that you like, and you happen to get the absolute best version of that band ever. Can you imagine? What, what are the odds of that? In my opinion, this was the hardest ticket to obtain to see cheese. On the tour or the, of the year? I think ever. Okay. Just like it was, it was the hardest ticket to get and the best show ever. So this is like the 87 Greek of, uh, of string cheese. Uh, fans from all over drove to Georgia with nothing but high hopes to get in. Did the devil drive down? I don't know, but these people had nothing. These people came from all over and they had nothing but hopes. Well, hold on a second. We are talking about street cheese. From, fans from all over drove to Jordan with uh, nothing sorry. but high hopes. These poor people. But the hopeful people. Certainly hopeful people. Uh, to get in. Some scored big and got in, but most weren't so lucky. As I entered the Georgia Theater, my mind was instantly blown. Again. How awesome is that? You go to a show, and you've just walked in the door, and your mind is blown. This is great. I, I, I want to get into this. I'm stuff. sorry. I took that literally, and I was. I felt really. I was like, man, what a fucking bad situation. You get to the show, you walk right into the door, and it's and sp- you <laughs> split your mind. Blood gushing. Ambulance comes. Everybody is okay. I'd be worried that the show would be a letdown at that point. You know what I mean? Your mind's been blown, and they haven't even. They've they, they barely sound checked. Anyways, seeing all their instruments packed onto this little stage inside this little theater gave me goosebumps. What else gives this writer goosebumps? I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Smiling fans mingled, enjoyed their last drinks and breaths of fresh air from the rooftop bar before heading to the floor for a good spot. Not that there was a bad one in the house, which actually, I love the... Okay, go ahead. (laughs) 
How is it a seat if you're standing? A spot, I guess. You know, it's it's general. It's like a record. How is it a record today when it's a when CD? It, you know, or, what I mean? the, or is it or Kleenex? It's, it's a Kleenex kind of thing. Hey man, do you Not get really. that digital? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I zero. I want to Xerox that digital. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting into it now. Can you Western Union me that MP3? All right. Anyways, uh, um, the epic MP3. In the history of Western Union of MP3s. Once the lights dimmed and the Barefoot Boys took the stage. The Barefoot Boys. Them Barefoot Boys coming down here from Colorado. I tell you what, they're going to get on the stage barefoot. They're going to... I done drove to Athens to see the string cheese incident. Walked in the door. My mind was blown. And then them Barefoot Boys hadn't even taken the stage yet. And my son's sleeping. And so, man, they... <laughs> and so they came on that stage, man. I tell you what, my mind was... Blown. My mind was pre-blown, actually, isn't it? Is my mind was blown like my seven-year-old brother who's died at seven because I didn't know what a gun was and I blew his brains. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they kicked off the night one with the instrumental Lonesome Fiddle Blues, a wonderful tune, a, a perfect tune to get us <coughs> dancing. Okay, I'll go with that. They sounded so right, well-practiced, and just raw. Um, Republican? Is right? that a way? Is that, like, is that a political statement there? They sounded so right. So Stringy sounded tight, well-practiced, and raw. Okay. Uh, tight. Out of character that night. They play so much differently at shows like this, these rather than festivals. They just seem to jam and jam and jam. Really? That's actually, no, I'm not implementing. Did it really say that? I just read, I'll read it again. That's Please awesome. do. That is great. They play so much differently at shows like these rather than festivals. They just seem to jam and jam and jam. Song, song in my head was up next. See, now that's not in quotes. So is she saying or he saying that it, it was a song that was in her head that was up next? Or what, what's going on there? Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, do you think that maybe we should see a review of this from like... Is there a difference of a review, say, on a, a publication like this than Rolling Stone? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Although Rolling Stone can be a little too... Uh, flourishing in What's favor. What's the NPR of music reviews? NPR, maybe? I guess you're right about that. Uh, what about on the uh, print side? NPR, maybe? <laughs> you mean the best Prince reviews? I don't know. No, no, I would no, go no, to a Prince, Prince fan Prince. site, no, perhaps. No, but for real, like, I mean, look, Rob, no offense. You're reading, you're reading a, uh, from a, a website that probably is most likely... Uh, I'm not really a writer, but I'm kind of a writer. I want to go to String Cheese. I don't have the money. But you know what? My friend takes photos, and I could probably write about the show as a review. And so how do we get free tickets? Oh, my friend, he has, <laughs> he has, he has a Nikon 300, so he can go ahead and like email someone and tell them that, and then he'll get a ticket, and then I can say that I can write, and then I'll just do a review. Dude, and she then, was getting to that, and that was like the seventh paragraph. Oh, sorry. Oh, well. And that's this week's episode of... Have a review, have a review, have a review, have a review, have a review. So our next segment here is uh, listener feedback. This is a time that we want you, the listeners, to give us feedback. We're going to go through your feedback. We reviewed the reviewers. You can review us, and we will review your reviews online. And I'd like to say positive feedback is wonderful, but we would much greatly prefer negative feedback because that's what's going to make us better. Then it's also what I grew up with. That's what's going to make us better. Seth, you could do better. Yes. Speaking of which, uh, (laughs) we actually have our first 
listener feedback. Our podcast, our first oh, our I've pilot. I've got a couple, too. Our pilot. Oh, you do? Yeah. I'm curious to hear about these. Do you mind if I start? Sure. Oh, you sure? Have at it. Okay, I'll have it. Um, my first, uh, I was I, I, so proud of this. I was uh, the pilot. I sent it right away. I sent it to my mom and dad. And this is what I got. Hello? Seth, I just want you to know your father and I listened to your podcast and we're very proud of you. But um, is anyone other than your friend Eddie and Brian listening? Mom, what do you mean? People are listening. They're going to listen. It's just a pilot. A pilot? You told me you're doing a podcast. Now all of a sudden you're flying planes? What are you talking about, Mom? No, no, it's a podcast. A pi- What, do you got frogs? Okay, Mom, you're forgetting about the point. Rusa. Sorry, guys. My dog is... Rusa doesn't like it when you make fun of your mom. What did your dad say? My father says... Your dad, do you hear the podcast? I don't know. Talk to your mother. <laughs> so your dad isn't going to commit on whether or not he's hurt. That's not a good sign, dude. Because if he was into it, he'd be like ready to talk about it. But if he's not into it, he's like, well, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? So, dad, okay, dad. so all right. No, no, Seth's I mean, dad didn't like it. Great. Dad, what do you think? What do you Super. Think? Nice. What do you think? Uh, ask your mother. Mom, what do you think? Are people paying for this? Actually, they're not even listening yet. I go, Mom, people aren't paying for it. It's a podcast. We can, we we're looking for sponsors. Oh, you, like uh, audiobooks? Oh, they're a good sponsor right here. Audiobooks? Yeah. Not a bad idea. Yeah, well, I think my mom isn't the, you know, she's just. Although, right. what company, though? What, what do you. But so, anyway, let me. So, the, the feedback, my mom, I'm like, so what do you think? The segments and everything? Well, I mean, the. So, what is it exactly you do? But mom, you know what I do. I uh, well, your father and I talk about it, and I, it's it's really hard for me to tell my friends what you do. I say I mostly say to people, my son is not a doctor, but he's in the music business. You know, when you see people at the park setting up the show, they put the microphone on the stand and they move the thing, and they got wires and they got cables up the wires. My son, that's what he does. Mom, that's not what I do. Well, that's what I tell people. Well, he's in the music business, but he doesn't have music talent. So she'll also say, My son, the only thing he's ever been consistent with is music. He did karate. He doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, what did happen with that, man? Uh, you you know, got, we were getting good for a while, right? How old were you? I, uh, Why'd you bail on that, man? I broke my arm. There's a video on that, actually. Uh, if you come to our website, you can look at the video of me with my broken arm. We hope it goes viral. When, when you broke it? I broke it. Oh. There's video of you breaking your arm. No, there's video of me being interviewed after wow. I broke my arm. Oh, come on. I, nah. I had if, four eyes. If you had the here, actual breaking the arm, I'd go, here, but I'm not interested. Two here. I want to see two it actually here, break. Two here. You know what's really interesting? Oh, by the way, if you don't know, I have, I have an adopted son, or I'm adopting a son. He's actually a wonderful young man. And what's interesting is that he's got the same sense of humor that I did. I was dinner tonight. He was doing something. I go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm doing this. And he squints his eyes, makes a face. And I'm like, my God, that's exactly what I was, <laughs> did when I was his age. It's like, I mean, it's just, it's funny. His name is Daryl. He will be the voice of the theme of our story time segment. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Um, back to my mom, uh, because Daryl had enough attention. Oh, I'll go back to your mom all you want. I know, you tried to back. Anyway, so, um, so I was like, Mom, you know. So then she, she goes on, she goes, hold on, talk to your father. Talk to your father. Okay. They're always pawning you off on the other one, man. What's up with that? Huh? Huh? No, Dad, it's me, your son. Hey, what are you doing? 
He actually doesn't even talk like that. What he would say, he'd go, huh? He sounds like Howard's dad. Hello? Huh? Hello? Is his name Ben? No, no, he's, he's Marty. Marty Weiner. And, uh, and uh, she's just like, Dad, you know, Dad, I'm doing this podcast. Okay. So, is it good? <laughs> it, I think it's good. You remember my friend Rob? Who? Rob? Who? <laughs> Rob Turner, remember? Huh? Rob, Dad, Rob, the Boston Red Sox fan. Oh, Rob! Who? <laughs> the Boston Red Sox fan. You come to whenever you come to Atlanta, you talk to him. He's the guy. He's the he's the jolly uh, beard, uh, not beard. He's the jolly belly guy. He's rotund. And my dad, he's wavy hair, pot bellied. So you know, what my dad says at that point, I don't know. Talk to your mother. <laughs> <laughs> Back to my mother. Ironically, she re- she actually remembers. Oh, me, my right? mom loves you. My oh, mom I love loves her. you. It's mutual, dude. Yeah, Absolutely. My mom. It's the house rabbit. Of course. What is Mister? T- uh, how's he? Is he? How's how? Uh, the, let me ask you. Does he have a job? Well, mom, we're doing a podcast. Is that a job? <laughs> how much you making on this podcast? All of a sudden, you're a podcaster, my son. The podcaster. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna be a podcaster? There. Like, what does that mean? You know, you get the sheets right. The kashapuntika, hupte, 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 hupte. Hoppa, hoppa. Anyway, that's not how she talks, but she does say. It's similar, but not the same. No, but what she does say is this. I'm going to get close to the mic. I just want you to know your father and I are very proud of anything you do. And may all the world be successful to you. And, I, and that's how my mother talks. My mother's amazing, but, uh, but she really, like, I don't know. Like she, she kindred the spirit from the 20s. So everything, whenever I talk to her, everything is this, well, life sometimes goes in ways where things happen and we just, your father and I just want all the best for you, your wife, and your beautiful child. <laughs> and like, you know, this is, you know, everything comes this way. It's never, it's like, mom, I went to the store today and you wouldn't believe it. They had pull-ups and the pull-ups were two ninety nine instead of like ten ninety nine. It was awesome. So I bought like four things and then I'm like, do I buy four? Because there's 28 in each thing. Is my son, if I buy four and then I, I think I'm saving money, I'm actually spending more because he's not going to use two of the four things because they come in 28 packs. And by the time he goes through What's 28 times two? Whenever he goes through that, he's going to end up not needing the other ones because he's going to be out of the size. So therefore, I just bought four that I only needed two because the other two are going to have to go to someone. I don't know who. Maybe you do, but it's going to go to someone else. And I spent that money now. And so my mother on that would say, it's a blessing that you are able to buy things. And that's the spirit of the 20s because it was a depression? (laughs) Is that what you're saying? (laughs) She's conjuring the spirit of the depression, the worst decade in the history of the nation, and in so doing, is that what you're saying? I just want you to know the negative feedback section's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's already my favorite. <laughs> I think that'll be my dad's favorite too. Uh, you know, so what? I had some feedback. Oh yeah, well yeah. Sorry, go ahead, back that up. You don't have to back it. You don't have to back. No, 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 Mike. Back that feedback. No, but my friend Mike uh, Schifoni. Oh, oh, is, is that Mike? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Is that Mike? Yeah. He uh, gave us some feedback. Fucking sucked. And then there's Jefferson Waffle, my buddy from Brooklyn, New York. And he said, because uh, you remember. I remember meeting uh, Jefferson Waffle. Um, it, was, uh, it was an Uncle Sammy show in, uh, uh, I believe it was 1998. Uh, no, no, it was 90, It was 1999. Um, he was just starting to learn how to shush people while he was working. Anyways, Jefferson Waffle listened to the show. Nice, very 
nice of him to do so. If you remember, we did the show in the middle of a party. We kind of impromptu threw it all out. It was more at the end of the party. Yeah. He said uh, he'd like to hear more talking in the background while we, while we record the podcast. Will dogs do? Actually, on cue, let's bring the dogs in. No, no, no. <laughs> Anyways, that was there the only go. feedback I got. Just those two. You didn't have... No, didn't I, don't have, have a, I don't have a long-winded 18-minute spiel on my parents yet, uh, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it, and I will break it out right. if this podcast continues for many, many episodes. Well, can I just, can I just end with one, the last comment my mother said to me? Absolutely. I just want you to, I just want you to know you could do better. <laughs> what, as a co-host? <laughs> you could get a better co-host. Wavy head and pot belly is not ideal. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to us today. We don't know where this is going to go, but we know it's going to go. And we hope you'll be with joining us for the ride. We're excited about this. We've got a lot of special guests in store. We've got a lot to talk about. And if you've listened this far, God bless you, seriously. Just getting started here, folks. You're going to be part of uh, how this show unfolds. So please, feedback, bring it on. And thank you for listening. I go back to California Won't be to ruminate in heady San Francisco I got enough ideas clouding up my head No, if I should go back to California I'm headed for a beach town near San Diego Let that ocean air be my evening breath Morning fog, my blanket, drifted sand, my bed. If ever I go back to Arizona, won't be to spend no time in that grandest of canyons. Those walls of stone closing in on me. No, if I should go back to Arizona, you'll find me up in the Flagstaff Mountains with the desert raven and the pinion tree. Watch the eagle soaring far, far from the sea. Look much as my luck has tried me. No, if I should go back to Ottawa, I'm gonna catch a flyer up to Carson City. Cause still some towns that I gotta see. And all your neon dollars don't mean a thing to me.